Welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious or just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Please hold for an important message. Hi, you've reached Maggie's voicemail. I can't come to the phone right now or I'm choosing to ignore your call. Leave a message after the tone. Hi, it's your bestie, Sarah Adams. If you didn't already know that from your caller ID, um, it's me. I was, uh, was calling to tell you that we got a another review and rating on our Apple podcast option, and I wanted to call and make sure that we still had some stickers that we can send out since they left a review. So, um, holler at your girl. I don't think you're probably listening to this. So I'll text it to you too, but just an off chance if you wanted to hear my voice. Uh, here's a voicemail message. How do people end these things? End of message. Your episode of Unstable Topics will be starting in 3, 2, 1, fight. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. Um, something that I am, that you know about me is that I'm a doodler and a fidgeter right probably undiagnosed add if i am watching my tiktoks correctly and uh something that i'm pretty proud of is while we've been recording and while i've been working on my computer i've been playing with play-doh and i made this tiny little nose look at that nose it and for those who are listening and not watching that is an accurate representation of a nose it has two nostrils uh you call it a snout yeah and that's not it i also made these little eyes wow this is and even an ear that is man okay there's more not done oh a little eyebrow modeled after my own modeled after my own eyebrow so that's what i've been doing while we're um recording and working and i just thought that it was important for everyone to know that i am never giving anything 100 percent of my attention so yes i did know about i saw the picture you sent me of this face and i'm like oh that's fun and i'm like oh she must be doing it during meetings you know when she doesn't have like a lot to contribute um so she's finding something to do with her hands and her mind so she doesn't just disengage i get that i get like my body needs to physically be involved mm-hmm. usually if I'm not an active participant. Right. What surprises me is that this is for those a peek behind the curtain. We are currently recording episode 33, which is the fifth thing we've recorded today. We've done two interviews in two previous episodes. And I saw you in an earlier one, like doing, looking down and moving your hand. I'm like, oh, she's taking notes. Yeah. I wonder if she's like marking something. So when she, because she does the video portion of the ad and I do the audio portion. I'm like, wow, that's really smart. I bet 
she sees something and she's making notes. Mm-hmm. So when she edits the video, it's going to be easier for her because obviously she's record, she's participating yeah. in a conversation. Mm-hmm. She's not going to need the physical distraction. Right. Yeah. I was wrong. I was wrong. You're very wrong. I, I was in fact just now making a very tiny snail. <laughs> it's just the teeniest, tiny little snail. Look at that little guy. So I, it leads me to ask. Is it me? Am I the problem? No, Sarah. No. Like t- no. it's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Absolutely not. This is this is me. This is Maggie Reith Austin is a fidgeter and I have to constantly be fidgeting. Are you laughing or did something happen where you fell off? Oh, of I'm the sorry. Screen? Were you talking? For those of you who couldn't see, I started looking at the ground <laughs> to keep my eyes engaged because I was just needed something to do. So I used to get in trouble, not in trouble, but I remember in seventh grade, my seventh grade history teacher, Kilborn, told my mom I wasn't focusing in class. I almost failed his class because I was doodling. And I was like, but I'm drawing George Washington. So why don't you chill out a little bit? Because this is history class, you know? I understand the doodle while a lecture is going on. I do. Like right now, Maggie, stop it. Put the clay okay. down. Put the clay down. <laughs> I'm listening. But are you? I am. You said I understand the doodling during a lecture. So am I lecturing you? No, we're engaged. I think it is though, like even if I'm out to dinner, if I have a paper napkin, like that thing's going to be destroyed, like under the table. I just got to move my fingies. I don't know. I wonder if other people, you're not like that though. You can just sit still. Well, if again, if I'm engaged, like if I'm part of the conversation, if I need to be listening in order to respond, like on an improv show, mm-hmm. if I in that manner. If I'm sitting like in a lecture hall or on a conference call where my video is off or something where I don't have to like pretend to be listening, I'll doodle because it does help me listen. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, if I was doing a podcast with like, I don't know, my best friend or something Mm -hmm. and the whole thing with our podcast is like being besties and talking about our lives and like listening and responding, that I wouldn't find the room in my mental load to play with clay yeah 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 i don't know i guess some of us just have extra large loads speaking of which it's a fabulous transition into my fact for you sarah are you ready for your fact yes i am i told a little fib this isn't a good transition so i don't want you to to be like what's the transition Okay. Maybe if you weren't playing with clay, you would be able to focus on well, what I was saying and have a more appropriate transition. All right. Well, I'll, I'll say it and then I'll tell you what my transition was. Okay. Here's your fact. Bras were invented in France in 1890s, originally called a corselet gorge. The undergarment we now know as the bra did not come to get its name until 1907 when Vogue printed the word brazier to describe this piece of lingerie. Hmm. So before it was just like corsets, and I guess they just took the bottom portion off because mm-hmm. probably because of fashion changing. Right. And then people were like, oh, I just need this top part. And then they decided my to call go- it a brazier. Gorges. Yeah, the corselet gorge, which is like, is it a gorgeous thing or what's gorge, uh, you know? I don't think it well, is. It's, I don't think that's what they were intending it to be. They weren't asking Generation Z. Is it Z? Gen Z. Gen Z. Gorge would be something they would do. 
I might start to call my bras gorges. Like, oh, look at this gorge. Is this, look at this gorges. No? You don't think you don't like that name? You prefer bra? Bra's fine. I have no issue with bra, but I don't have issue with gorge either. I feel like gorge because it's such a heavy sounding G mm. is a little bit more like, I don't know, nasty. Ooh, yeah. I get, or, I get. Cu- or like cumbersome. Yeah, like oh, it's a gorge. It's a gorge. I get it. But how did how did brazier is brazier? This is gonna seem really stupid. Is brasier a French word? Because of Vogue, French Vogue? It is a French word, but I don't know. I I was thinking that as I was reading it, I was like, you know what I should have done before I said this is look up what a brasier is. Because for me, I was like, oh, they just made up this word. Yeah, brasier is just a full form of bra. So literally Vogue just invented this word. They did. Which is like. For their tittles. For their tittles. They were like, oh. We don't like corslet gorge. We're going to just start calling it a brazier. And just so people know, we talk about the word tittles, tittles, in a previous episode. We're not just saying that word. It is Mm -hmm. a real word. I think it was episode 31. Episode Mm -hmm. 31 has tittles in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those little dots Mm -hmm. above I's and J's, which we now know a little bit more about tittles and we know more about bras and when they were invented and how they got their name. But my react question for you, Sarah, are you ready? I'm ready. Do we like bras? That's a that's a big question. I think I like them more now because of my gorges. Gourds. Gourds? Because <laughs> of my butternut squashes. <laughs> My spaghetti squash top. Uh, I do appreciate them now. And I do think bra technology has come a long way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel more – like the one I'm wearing today is so comfortable and nice. I am enjoying it. But there are some, especially like these nursing ones, that are just like – it's nothing. It does nothing for me. It doesn't – it's not comfortable, you know? I mean, so do I like them? I like some of them. I like what some of them can do for my form and my gourds, you know? What about you? Do you like them? I Yeah, I think I do. I think I do. The longer you wear them, the more you like them, I think. I do think a lot about, though, because they are much more comfortable than I imagined the original corslet gorge was. And I'm just like, gosh, why did we do that? Like, why did women say, like, let's make wear corsets? Like, what are these things we're doing for fashion? It was the patriarchy, Maggie. It's mm. always the patriarchy. Always the patriarchy. Duh. Duh. Duh, <laughs> why do we? Why do women do anything they don't want to do? The patriarchy. We've reached the point in our program where we must thank our Patreon supporters. Unstable Topics may not have a Patreon or any paid subscribers, but that won't stop Sarah and Maggie from pretending they do in this game of makeup up, starting with a randomly generated name. All right, Maggie, I am pulling up this email we got from a Patreon subscriber. His name is Todd. Todd the Boss Dugan. Okay, well, oh. you put in the boss is in quotation marks. Todd the Boss Dugan um, is a Patreon member. It looks like he is on our highest tier. And he writes us and just wanted to say, 
hey, enjoy the show. Thanks for being funny. Wow. Well, thank you, Todd the Boss Dugan, for subscribing. I do think I've met Todd the Boss Dugan before. Have you really? I think so. Isn't Todd the Boss Dugan the guy who sells uh, sells sandwiches? You know, the sandwich shop? Really? Yeah. He just goes by the boss. Boss man sandwiches? Stop it. That's this Patreon? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my gosh. If it's him... Todd the boss Dugan if you're listening thank you so much for being a Patreon but also thank you for those sandwiches and if you're looking for a sponsorship partner with we would love to put oh, the boss sandwiches on the map on the map with unstable topics right uh, imagine yeah that would be I mean I would I could get paid in sandwiches I could too his sandwiches his sandwiches nobody else's I've- sandwiches I think uh, the key to a good sandwich which Todd the boss Dugan does is a good bread Yes. And a good sauce, but not a sauce that overwhelms the bread. Okay, this is where we differ. This is where we differ. So I don't like a sauce on my sandwich. You like it dry? Unless it's, unless it's avocado. Avocado is a is not like a, a sauce. Avocado sp- like an avocado spread. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Right? And, which he does in the veggie. He does yes, a he great does avocado do mm-hmm. spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do not like mayonnaise. Do not like mustard. Do not like a Dijon doesn't like like olive oil drizzling none of that and what's great about Todd the boss is that he respects me in this he doesn't judge me I can Mm -hmm. go up and order and he's like Sarah I respect your wants and I Mm -hmm. respect your desire for the sandwich and I'm not going to judge you yeah would you prefer you have it sure but he really is the world's best boss I would say because a good Mm -hmm. boss is a leader who like leads by example and I think that's yeah. what Todd the Boss Dugan does. So thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. And Todd, just so you know, um, I don't want you to be offended by this. Maggie has looked down a couple times, to which I thought she was making notes. No, I was making another eyebrow. Thank you to this fictional Patreon and all our adoring fans who are figments of our imagination. We couldn't do it without you. Sarah, are you ready for a fact? Oh my gosh, Maggie, I am ready for a fact. Did you know Times Square in New York City is named after the New York Times and the name of the bustling intersection was changed after the newspaper moved there in 1904? Before it was called Times Square, it was known as Long Acre Square. When the Times was there, it was called Long Acre Square? No, when the Times moved to Times Square. When the Times moved oh. to Long Acre Square, they turned okay. the name into Times Square. Times Square. That makes sense. That makes more sense because I thought it was the reverse. No, 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 no. As soon as the Times moved in, they were like, we're changing this. This mm-hmm. is now Times Square, which I did not know. I didn't know that either. It makes perfect sense. What did you think it was named for? clocks i don't know same like we're keeping time this is Times square because it is where the countdown is for new year's eve so i'm like maybe that's yeah that's my, that was my thinking now as the new york times new york times still is is not on Times square anymore i have no idea probably though it's still a powerful yeah right like so much media is there because like viacom's there is it mm-hmm. i think so when i think of Times square i think of the m&m store Oh, that's iconic New York. 
I think of the like the Elmo characters that dress up and try and take pictures with you or like the Iron Man. You know what I'm like when you go to yeah. Times Square. Mm-hmm. When you go to Times Square, it's all about <laughs> it's all about that. people dressed in costume. And but, like, like they like the news things. tickers, you know? Like all the news is going, all the advertisements. Yeah. Right next to like Kylie Jenner's brand. Like on a billboard. Like I'm sure there's like a Kardashian something. Yeah, there for too. sure. But you're really focused on the Elmo impersonator. <laughs> yes. I would be curious to think like when our um, listeners or viewers or both think of Times Square, what's the first image that comes to mind? And me, it's those big billboards and like that mm-hmm. M&M store. It's like a tourist trap. Yeah. Not – not a noble, incredible, historic, and iconic publication such as the New York Times. That's fair. And it is hard to see kind of like the forest from the trees. It's hard to see what this square could be named after when you're trying to dodge furry puppets that are six feet tall. So I get that. When was the last time you were at New- in New York City at Times Square? Oh, um, we were there and then I went one time after that, but I was in more... I think I was more in Brooklyn when I was there. I think the last time I was in Times Square was probably like 2018, 2019. That's pretty recent. Yeah. I went with Amanda, my sister-in-law, when we were at the Comedy House because we were going up for just for laughs to watch their showcase. So I think it was 2019. I got to tell you, Sarah, I felt like a real dummy that I didn't know Times Square was named after the New York Times. I was a little worried to share it because I thought you were going to say, duh, and that all our listeners would say, of course. What do you think it was named after? So it was a relief to me that you also didn't know that. But my react question is, what's something that you recently learned that made you feel kind of like a doofus? That you were like, how did I not know that? How did I go my whole life thinking this? (sighs) That is a very good question because me being who I am, if I were to learn what I thought was incorrect, I would bury that deep down inside and pretend like that didn't exist and and move forward as if with the new information. Mm-hmm. I would never admit that I was wrong about something like that mm-hmm. for the most part. I'll give you an example. I'll put on my doofus hat and I'll share this. Until I was pregnant with my firstborn, so this is, you know, six years ago maybe, I thought belly buttons were made by tying a knot in the umbilical cord. And that is something that when I asked my midwife, is she going to have an innie or an Audi? And the midwife was like, it's just how it falls. And I was like, but how do you tie it? And then I felt like a 29-year-old doofus. I felt like the biggest doofus. Who knew that? Maybe I'm helping people, though. You know, by sharing... My misunderstanding of belly buttons, my, I didn't know Times Square, I don't know belly buttons, and hopefully by sharing this part of my story, I'm helping people not feel so alone. It's very noble of you. Thank you. Thank you. I still don't have anything. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love a review, subscribe, or for you to share this with a friend you think would like it. Or all three of those things. You can do all three and make our day and help us grow.
If longer than three minute podcast is too much for you, you can always catch an abbreviated version of our show over on Jam by texting unstable topics to 552266. And you can catch more of our antics on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the username The Monthly Junk or at themonthlyjunk.com. Bye. Peace. Peace.